We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. TFR, and we are coming at you with some farmers insurance open action this week. Uh, as always, I have my good friend, uh, my my younger brother in the industry, if you shall, uh, Evan Cheney. You can find him on Twitter at echaney69. What's up, buddy? Nothing much, man. I just I've, I've rattled off what three straight of these uh, contests now. I know it's bad, but I. I <laughs> I do, I do think that uh, some of it has to do with the draft capital that I've had. Um, I'm just going to lean on that. I'm going to give myself the last pick again, so that when I lose again, it'll. I can just keep saying that. Um, yeah, no, you've been you've been crushing. Um, but to be fair, I did come in second in the listener league this week, and that's for actual American dollars. So. You know, yeah, I'll give I, that was that was a small that was a small uh, consolation prize for me this week that I at least uh, cashed in my own listener league. That was nice. Um, and joining us tonight on the show as well is Reed Fowler. You can find him on Twitter at Reed T Fowler. Uh, you see him all over the place on DraftKings, and uh, it's uh, it's really great to have you on, Reed. I I think you've been on at least once before, correct? Yeah, once before the beard was much thicker, more like yours, Matt. And I'm, I, I like, like if Evans your like brother in the industry, does that make me like a distant cousin, like a you know like the weird guy that comes to the family reunion? You're like who, like a wedding crashers? Like who is this guy? Oh, I'm on like you're you know the like the dad side of you know the, the groom. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a while, but yeah, probably a year or so, maybe a little bit more. Last time I was on, so excited to be back. Yeah, it's it's good, man. We uh, yeah, we we kind of went through uh, the end of last season, and di- I don't think we really had very many guests. But this new format yeah. that we're doing for sure lends itself to uh, to having a guest with the with the snake draft and uh, talking out a few extra players here. So, um, like usual, uh, if you're if you're familiar with the show, we don't really spend a ton of time. Uh, talking about the course, you get that everywhere else. You can check my article on Rotoviz as well to make sure that you are sort of up to date uh, on the courses. And it's you know it's Tory Pines. Like we know we know what we're doing here. Let's uh, we don't ha- <laughs> we don't have to spend a ton of time uh, talking about it anyway. Um, so let's just uh, let's jump right into the draft. Uh, Reed, since you are our guest, we're gonna go ahead and give you the one hundred and one um, and. Uh, 
well, you can uh, you can talk about it and tell us why you're going there. I'll go Christian McCaffrey, 101 <laughs> overall. I think he's back from his injury. No, uh, that's actually a good. I have no idea who I would take 101 this uh, this upcoming year for football. But like, I'm going up top. You know, like uh, John Rom. I get that. You know, 11-3. I get that he had that back injury and he withdrew from working out. I'm happy that he was working out. So that's a plus for me. Um, uh, or for him, not for me specifically, but for him. And you take a look at at what he's done. Clearly, he has a win here already. And, and when you get John Rom in California, that's also a good thing as well. And there's question marks really with the top five guys, right? You can really say that. Well, is John Rom healthy enough to win here? Uh, Rory coming over from uh, from I believe Dubai. It was uh, he looked fantastic. Not on Sunday. Typical Rory, but yeah. Finau, uh, our boy Finau, Matt, like he's he, – at least he didn't lose this one. Someone else won it. Like he didn't lose this tournament. Yeah. Someone else won, so I like that. And then Xander, right? There's, I, I think there's question marks from all of them. But John Rom, just when you look at his skill set and the courses that I'm correlating to to, to Tory are the, the old style, these long old style courses like uh, Memorial, right, and some of these other places – and Rom has played well there, so give me the guy up at the top. I like it, uh, Evan. You can uh, you can kick us off next here. Well, you thank going, you. You going Rory Chalk or what are you doing? Here? No, I actually am going Rory Chalk. Um, I mean, if you're gonna take John Rom off the board, which is fine, you can do that. Um, <laughs> I, Rory's the next best guy for me. I, you know, the Dubai obviously looked good there for the most part. Um, and then his last few his last few appearances here, they've all been great. He's a great golfer. It's hard to overthink this one. All right, so Rory's my one first one here. Do you ever like is is Rory this I mean, look, he's one of the best, right? I mean, uh, over the last five years, he's like the only guy who's consistently been like one of the highest rated golfers. Like can you call him uh, not a closer? He definitely can close. We've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. But now recently, like he's been like two rounds in the middle. Like he was that had the lowest score in two rounds, and he couldn't close it on Sunday. That that were like John Rahm has also been that guy as well. We like yeah. we all of us know that. But what do you? I mean, what's your guys' take on Rory not being able to kind of seal the deal in recent history? Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting because. You, you know, I think it was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday night. Um, everybody's talking about Finau and how he can't, he can't win. He can't do this. He can't do that. Um, I, I think that it's like, it's really understated how difficult it is to like consistently yeah. win on the PGA Tour. Like, yeah. I get it because Rory has had like these, um, these sort of like trademark moments where you're like, oh, shit. Like, he like he blew it, you know? And Finau has definitely had those moments, too. Um, yeah. But I think, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, no, he's... Rory, Rory can't win. Like, he, if you're consistently putting yourself in a position where you're, you know, in the top five in the last couple of groups on Sunday, yeah. um, you know, you just... You just yeah, maybe it's more like the betting market, right? Like, his... his when you're getting him at those short odds, like that's probably where that narrative in my mind goes. But yeah, in DraftKings, in this case, Rory's a beast. Yeah. I mean, you, you figure what he's, he's going off right now. What are his odds? Like plus eight somewhere in the. Yeah. Hold on. I'm, yeah. I know he's, Rom's he's the shortest. 870, he's 875 on DraftKings right now, which is the, yeah. the best number. Um, I mean, yeah, you're going to yeah. be disappointed when you bet on that guy and he doesn't win. <laughs> like, and you're going to remember it. You're not going to remember, you know, when when you're taking stabs in like the 50s on guys and, you know, they're they're the 54 hole co-leader and they blow it. Yeah. You're like, eh, whatever. Um, right. But the the Rory misses kind of stick uh, a right. little longer in your brain, I feel like. Um, but like I said, it's incredibly hard to win golf tournaments in general. There are very few guys that even win, you know, two times in a year. And where if if you're going off at plus seven hundred, plus eight hundred, you should you're expect quote unquote expected to win, you know, probably what four to five times a year 
yeah. number, real numbers wise. So yeah, and the tournaments that he plays, right, he doesn't play a ton. So you're talking about thirty, you know, forty percent of the times he tees it up. That's like Tiger numbers, right? Like yeah. Tiger, we thought he was going to win at least sixty percent of the tournaments that he teed it up at, and he did. And I think that's that's a good point. Is like the expectation of Rory is so high that if he doesn't do well, you're like, oh, it's because he's always there. We always yeah. see him. Like he's always being on TV. He's always on TV, and he's always doing well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like uh, it's like bad mouthing LeBron because of the finals that he's lost. Like, <laughs> right? It you you can only lose finals when you make the finals. Like, there's <laughs> there's right. part of that to be had here also. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's frustrating when you roster him and and it doesn't happen, or you bet on him and it doesn't happen. But yeah. I think uh, you're not really gonna find a better price on Rory than 11,000 most weeks. And I think, I think that this is, it's a fine time to play him. I haven't run, uh, I haven't run my ownership stuff yet, but um, it will be interesting to see because this is the first full field cut event that has like legitimate multiple studs at the top. So it'll be interesting Mm -hmm. to see if ownership sort of condenses on one of them or if it stays kind of flat, like, like I would be expecting right now. Um, Yeah. So that's that's my take. I know that was rambly, but it, no, if I, you've been listening to the show for a long time. You know, that's what I tend to do. So, <laughs> um, all right. I, I have two in a row here. I am going to go. Um, I <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Sungjae. Oh, I'm going to go Sungjae and Hovland. I think that if you if you want to buy into a fade uh, of the five-figure salary guys, I think that this is a, a really interesting combination um, where maybe they both are uh, reasonably high-owned, but together it's one of those situations where they probably won't have as much ownership literally together. So uh, I think that this is this is sort of my preferred uh, build if I'm not going to include Rom or Rory in my lineups this week. So I'll, I'm going to start there. Yeah, I mean, Hovland is a absolute beast. The length off the tee, right, is, is what you need here. Like he, like I put he and Wolf not necessarily in the same, just because they 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 came out together uh, on the PGA Tour and they're you know they're they're former teammates, but they're great ball strikers, can hit it a ton, but suck around the greens. Yeah. Like and, and Hovland's said it out loud. Like I suck getting up and down and chipping. He's actually worked on it. That's what scares me a little bit about some other, some of these other guys too. Is that this is going to be a course where you need to have around the green to an extent, right? Like you're going to need to these these greens are small on the south course, and if you're not able to get it up and down, we've seen Hovland really be bad at some in some spots. Yeah, um, that scares me. But boy, man, he is he is just on a rocket ship right now. The trajectory for him is is so high. That's going to be one of my picks there, Matt. You took him from me. <laughs> Damn. All right. All right, Ev, what do you got? So, I'm actually going to stay in this five-figure range, and I'm going to go with Xander. Oh, boy. Um, I cannot yeah. wait till the end of your picks. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I am, I am top-heavy this week, and I am, I am proud of it. That's fine. I tried but it like, last week. It didn't work out. <laughs> um, so, I mean, with him, it's like he just looks so sharp all around, right? I mean, the last time he missed a cut was legit a year ago right at at uh the farmers and ever ever since then it's like he's just been extremely dominant right majors these regular tournaments he's been great right and the around the green game has just been very solid especially compared to the rest of this field right so i i think really i think you want to build around rory and xander and then go from there in all honesty like, it, like i said i'm i'm very excited to see what what happens next? You know, it's like what's interesting. I was doing a uh, Mayo show this morning, and I didn't think about this until he mentioned it. The same way Colin Morikawa played, well, a part of the reason, right? This is sort of speculation that he played well at Harding Park. It's sort of being a home field, a home course for him, was that there were no fans allowed, and so he didn't necessarily have that added pressure. Right. Xander's course history here is is garbage, right? Like it's just complete garbage 
But you look at what you need to do well here, and he fits this course so well. Didn't he, like, I think he went to high school very, very close to this. And, you know, this is where he's from. But he's got miscut after miscut here. And I think having no fans is probably going to help in his favor, uh, especially at this course set. I mean, it just like you think of it, like Xander and Tori, it's like it just goes hand in hand. Yeah. Matt, I'm surprised there's a course history reference on this show. And you are still sane. No, it's, no, it's true. I mean, he he's what I think he has what a one made cut maybe. Yeah, it's sort of like the opposite. Where like course issue should go out like this core. Like everyone has, has said it right. Like do well here in previous starts, then you should keep on doing well here. Like he's one for the. He's not done well here, but I think he actually might. Uh, hopefully, he's sort of passed the whole COVID uh, recovery. Where he, you know, he said that he, he was feeling it a lot in December, but yeah, I like Xander, man. He's yeah. all all he's of incredible. those quotes. All of those quotes led me to uh, fading him in multiple ways at the <laughs> tournament of champions, and that went rather poorly. So, yeah, fun times. Always trust the numbers, Matt. I know. Oh. I know. Every every time I do this this narrative stuff, it doesn't work out for me. But spreadsheets yeah, but over so words. It's so much fun to talk about narratives, though, because like oh, it's fun. Oh, it's a, oh yeah, obviously. But it's just, every every time I've never profited in gambling when I've read an article or <laughs> like read a narratives based article, right. or you know went on like any type of birthday narrative. NBA, that's the worst actually. The birthday narrative in the NBA that has lost about, me so much money. What about baby bump though? Like you know, like golf when the guys got baby bump. It didn't help for it didn't uh, help. Rory, but could help sometimes. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. These narratives. All right, Reed, you got two in a row here. Yeah, so I because I have two in a row, because I don't want to be too top heavy and have to really flirt a lot in the 6K range, which there are guys that I like, so I might have to, to take one. I want to dip down to the 8K range. I'm going to start with Ryan Palmer. At $8,400, I think when you look at what he's been able to do over the last handful of months in tournaments, we know how well in terms of, of return from a DraftKings perspective that we get from Ryan Palmer. Uh, and more so, too, right, roster construction-wise, I, I I like Matt Wolf this week at $9,100. Um, I've already placed an outright on Wolf, and so he's someone that I'm, I'm hoping does well. But when you take a look at this 8K range, I think there's a lot of guys that you can go with. And, and Palmer right now, from a, if you're looking at the numbers, he, he plays – he's playing extremely well, and, and he plays this course well. I think it, it fits his eye. Um, and so he's the guy that I want to start with. And the other guy is right below him at $8,300 and Adam Scott. I, usually we see him parachute into this tournament or Genesis, wherever it is, after you know being in his villa somewhere in Spain. Like Adam Scott's got the – yeah, like the perfect life lives next to Sergio and that family, I think, in that area. I think somewhere in France. But um, he's someone, too, that doesn't play a lot of golf courses, uh, early, especially earlier in the season. But when he does, right, when he does play, like we know how good he is. And on this course, if I take a look at, like I mentioned, Genesis, Riviera, Augusta National, these longer courses, these traditional setups, like he's got – probably the best track record out of all of these guys in the 8k range this allows me to to kind of stay in that 7k range which I, which i kind of like as well so give me palmer and scott for my next two there you go yeah like scott adam scott at 8300 just seems like an autoplay like there yeah I, it's it's just i want the broomstick play. though like i want the broomstick oh, yeah. if he's coming out with some rinky dink potter that's of like regular length. Then I'm going to be a little scared. I need EPAT, the putter tracker, uh, to come out uh, and, and give us a picture of a Getty image of Adam Scott with the broomstick. I need it, especially if I'm, I'm picking him here. Uh, and I'm thinking about placing an outright on him uh, in just a little bit. Yeah, paging paging Eric. He's uh, he's actually going to be on the show in three weeks. Speaking oh, there you go. So there you go. All right, Adam. No. Where where are you going now, sir? All right. So, you know, I just want to talk about this, like, in terms of, like, a, a tournament play versus a cash game play. And I think 
And my pick's going to be Billy Horschel. Okay. Right. Now, I think he makes for a much better cash game play than a tournament play. And I'll tell you why. I think ownership in tournaments might end up being a little high on him. Because if we want to look at his last performance at Sony, he gained eight strokes putting. And, th- I mean, this isn't going to be the reason why I play him in this format. Um, I think, for the most part, he did have a rough fall stretch around the green. Um, but I think, for the most part, his around the green game is fine enough to do well here. Um, but again, like I think in tournaments, people are just going to be overweight on him because of that putting. And we've talked about how putting is an inconsistent stat. And you know, it inflates numbers and everything like that. So in tournaments, I'd be underweight, but in terms of cash games, in terms of a format like this, I'm more than comfortable going with Billy Ho here. Yeah. yeah. I love that call. Um, he's one of the guys that I've, you know, honed in on, especially because of that. Um, I actually think if you look at this range with the guys that we talked about earlier, and then uh, Will Zalatoris, Zlatan, uh, he's, He's, pre- he's probably underpriced, right, right now. And I think a lot of us who play uh, or who just cover golf know who Will Zalatoris is, but the common person doesn't. Um, maybe more so because he has been talked about pretty much on Golf Channel at least every other week that he's that he's playing and he's got the spot or the, the exemptions yeah. throughout this year. But I think you're going to see a lot of guys gravitate up into that higher AK range, which leaves a guy like um, Billy Horschel who just pops at this tournament every now and then so i love it yeah so i just i just finished uh this ownership projection just finished running uh right now it looks like in like the ak range it looks like palmer uh all the way up at the top as far as ownership and then it's kind of like the the australians leishman day and scott are all kind of flat and then horschel's a little under them so um, yep. he might even be a little bit less owned, uh, than you think there. And I think it's, I think he's good. Uh, I think he's good regardless, whether you're talking about tournaments, uh, or, or cash just for his price, like 8,200 and he definitely has upside. So I like it. That wasn't, that wasn't too gross. I'm just, I'm, we're getting I'm, there. I'm, yeah. Wow. Three more picks. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say those three what? picks, man. I'm going to love the names and the reasonings that we're going to talk about in the 6K range. Ev, what do you, what do you have left uh, per, per spot as of right now? Uh, 68. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is going to get fun. <laughs> All right. Perfect. And 6K range is ripe with talent, baby. There's a lot of guys down there. Like you know, <coughs> tournament plays, obviously, that, that I'm going to. So I'm excited to see who Evan's going to pick. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of Australians, this this range is uh, is littered with Australians, and I'm gonna go with Cam Smith here. Uh, I think that he might go. I mean, I, I like him in general, but I I also think that he might sort of go a little under owned this week, just because he's yep. kind of in a sea of these popular guys that we're all talking about. You have. Bubba, Leishman, Day, Palmer, Scott, Horschel, Ustazen, Ricky Fowler, all in the AK range. Um, so somebody's going to go overlooked, and I think more likely than not, it's probably going to be Cam Smith. So I think that I I like the, the ownership discount there, and I think you could make a reasonable case that he could be a little more expensive. Um, and then I am going to go with my boy Gary Woodland, yeah. If he's under 8K uh, and he's at a course like this, I just think that that's uh, and he should be in consideration uh, regardless of what else is going on. And he, uh, what did he, I think that he, he, he hasn't like been his sharpest self um, mm-hmm. per se lately, but. Uh, as as far as last week, he finished definitely in the top 20. Um, his approach game started to come around a little bit, and he was gaining strokes off the tee again. Like if you if you look back through like the U.S. Open and and the the CJ Cup event that he played, like it was bad. Um, but since then, uh, I think that maybe something clicked a little bit, maybe some time off helped, whatever it was. 
uh, I think that we're not going to be able to play Gary Woodland at 7,800 many more times this season. So I'm going to take advantage yep. at a course that requires uh, some distance and you need some uh, need some birdies there. Yeah, it's like a FOMO Gary Woodland, right? We're not going to get him at this price uh, again, right? So I want to make sure I, I lock it in. Yeah, you got uh, to get in early. It's it, Gary Woodland is like top shots. You know, you got to you got to. <laughs> He's yeah, like an Abdisha like assist. Like you got to get him on his rookie season. Um, I, I I hope at some point, which is probably never going to happen, is that we get an injury report like we get in the NFL. Like Wednesday, like give us the the Wednesday Friday like right before kickoff injury report for these guys. It's like yeah. they're all independent contractors. It's never going to happen. But I just want to know, like him, like Charlie Hoffman, obviously John Rahm up top. Um, you know Hoffman more so with him withdrawing last week. Yeah. Like, I want to know what these guys are going through. I want to know the wrist injuries. You had to give me more information. So, yeah. you know, like we don't pick you. And then Thursday night, like, ah, my hamstring is sore. I'm going to, I'm going to WD. Well, I mean, we also have the all time, you know, 530 AM withdrawal. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those are always fun. My, or like the burger just teed up, cash my paycheck, you know, hit one shot and then withdraw. I love those. That's just, that's amazing. I, I do it. That they can get away with that. Oh, yeah. Just one shot, like one handed. Like, I think it was a WGC event he did that. So it was like yeah. an auto, like an auto paycheck, yeah. auto a, a pretty nice one. Why not, man? Why not do it? I would. One stroke, one stroke, and you like double the national average income. <laughs> that has to be amazing. That's be great. I, I would, I would kill for that. And we're and we're sitting here talking about these guys, right? Exactly. What uh, they live in our heads rent free. Uh, Amazing. And non fungible tokens, like the, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine? Like the the Top Shot website has had so many issues. Can you imagine if the PGA was running that thing? Oh God, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't they, know anything that's be. going on. They or might be running you, it right now, we don't even. Or you think no you got like a well, one of one, like LeBron to AD, and they're like, actually, no, it's not. It's not that. It's like Amon Shumpert, two thousand and like seven. <laughs> That's what you got. It's like yeah, the wrong. Of, like, oh, one of, <laughs> Forty thousand of sixty-two thousand, or something like that. Yeah, because that's going to go. Amon Shumpert, I'm sorry if you're watching Bogey Free right now. That's not a knock on you, Amon Shumpert. I think you're great. <laughs> Uh, but sorry. Yeah, seems like a good guy. Um, all right. So let's let's begin my uh, my travesty of, of three picks here. Yeah. Let's go, uh, Cameron Cameron Tringal. Yeah. I like that. I like that as a move. Um, obviously he's cheap enough to fit in this build, but we also have to look at his approach game, kind of leading up to this point. Um. He has had some very sharp approach performances. Back, if we want to go back to like the 3M Open last season, where he gained four and a half on approach and then five at the Northern Trust. Uh, he's had some sharp approach games. He's had the around the green games a little inconsistent. Um, and for the most part, his putting has been there. Um, just had a really bad performance at the MX. Um, I don't know. I'm not really going to think too much into that but yeah i think for a cheap i think for a cheapy you know if you want to go with a top heavy build like this i think uh tringal is ideal right it and it seems yeah. like he does it seems like he does well for DraftKings scoring like his game yeah is good for is good for dk scoring so yeah he, he just makes a ton of birdies like he yeah. always he just makes a ton of birdies and that's what you need, right? This, these guys. I mean, I like I like John Huh just a little bit more. He's at the same price tag, but Tringali, like you mentioned, sixth in approach. You know, over the last what fifty rounds? What is it? Twelve tournaments that he's you know not. I mean, fifty rounds could be like he missed a cut and you get only two rounds, but yeah, yeah, he just he hits it a ton and he makes birdies. Yep, Tory Pines. Yeah. I like it. So you know what? It it, it works. I am I'm fully confident in it. I didn't think I had to go down that low. I was I was thinking of saving <laughs> Gary and going him, but I I didn't think he would actually uh, make a sharp pick like that. So 
Oh. No offense. I am A sometimes. <laughs> I got backhanded compliment. I like that. I think you were going to do it, but here we are. Yeah, these backhanded right. compliments have been like four years in the making. Yeah, that's, that's just, <laughs> At this that's point. just what we do here. <laughs> oh, great. I love it. All right, okay. Reed, let's see so, where you're going next. Yeah, so I got two. I got back-to-back here. I'm going to start with the guy whose soul was taking or taken by a one Eldrick Tiger Woods at the Masters. I think he's regaining some of that soul back. It's Francesco Molinari, $7,800. Moves his family to Los Angeles. Timing, probably not the best, right? Moved him last year, and L.A. right now is is in a lot of hurt. So, you know, everyone who's watching from L.A., uh, safe. please be safe. But he's there. He's committed. Like he mentioned in his in his presser, um, I forget which round it was. It might have been Saturday post round that he's focused a lot on the PGA tour this year and, and staying put on, on, uh, on this schedule. Um, it's a, a Ryder cup year and Francesco wants to be on that team. Uh, we know like he, like the, him and Tommy Fleetwood, they need to rekindle that relationship for the Ryder cup. And look again, I'm, I'm what I'm really doing, especially with these guys who don't hit it a ton because we know Francesco doesn't at all. I want guys who have done well on, on similar courses. And we know Francesco's played these traditional type of course as well. So I'm going there with Francesco at 78. And then I'm going all the way down to where Evan was in that seven to, to low seven range. And I got Seb Straka. Give me some Seb in my life. And I know that was by the by that ex look by that. <laughs> he burned me so hard last week. Oh yeah. He burns there. And that's why. And that's why I love him. I love guys. And I'm doing it more this year. And I and I I haven't in years past. Is if one guy burns me, I'm like, forget you. Like just get out of my life. But now like if I liked him one week, especially earlier in the season, right? Where these courses, maybe not line up specifically, but we know if someone plays, you know, one of the courses at Hawaii uh, last year, or excuse me, last week, then they have some sort of correlation to playing, playing. Well, I think Sepp Straka, we know what he does. He hits the ball a ton. And I think a course like, like Torrey Pine sets up well for him. So give me Sepp at $7,100. Not happy. <laughs> not, not happy. I was I was literally when when Evan took Tringali, I was like, yeah. oh, it's fine. I'll just play Straka. He's only a hundred dollars more. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, look, the irons though. That's what that's what burned everyone. He lost oh, what four and a half with his irons last week. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, he you know he's he's gonna do that, but he does have these these weeks that he just like completely clicks and yeah. uh and, and just is at the top you know towards the top of the leaderboard for most of the weekend so i i like him a lot i think that he's uh definitely hard to time like it doesn't really seem like he ever has yeah. like a trending up and then he does well it's just like playing whack-a-mole yeah. sometimes but well, that's why he, I, yeah he's cheap enough that you can you can throw him in a couple lineups here and there and deal with that variance pr- uh, pretty easy. That's why I love playing them on, on in GPPs, just yeah. because like no one can pinpoint. Oh, like Charles Howell at you know X course, or you know like it, you know every like Siwoo at at um, at RBC or any Pete Dye design. Um, he's not an auto play, right? And he's always kind of in this range, this like low seven range where we see him perform. You're like, oh, next week he's going to be eighty five hundred dollars. And then burn everyone at eighty five as opposed to seventy one, where he, right. where he actually should be for the most part. Yeah. All right, Ev. Let's see. Let's see if you can uh, if you can close out close out this draft with the last two picks of uh, with without making us barf. Because what was it? It was Snedeker two weeks ago, and who was it last week? I can't remember. I now. forget. But we, I, yeah. I think we all ended up with four of six last week, so that was not our best showing. Yeah, which worked, worked. It worked out for me, you know, because yeah, because yeah. those two awful picks that you made didn't matter because everybody <laughs> had two that missed. Just remember, just remember, it doesn't matter. Eat Arby's. <laughs> That's the motto. All right. Um. So you want me to? You want me to play some mental gymnastics here? Let's go, Wyndham Clark. I, don't I like it. I at, like Wyndham, man. At sixty-eight hundred. Um, yeah, he he had a. Happening. <laughs> I mean, after a long stretch of like 
some really bad performances, I'd say from, I guess, Charles Schwab all the way all the way to Safeway, pretty much, where some a bunch of missed cuts and a 29th in there at the Northern Trust. But then in the fall swing, he gives us a 13th, a, a second, a missed cut at Houston, a 23rd, and then, you know, whatever American Express. We're going to ignore that. Um, just for... But, I mean, the approach game has been solid in this little hot streak he's had. The around the green game has always been sharp with him. Um, I don't know. I, just for the price, for 6800 I think you're getting a, a good DraftKings golfer. Yeah. He for hits the, the ball for the money. A ton too. Yeah. Like he smokes the ball. Yeah. Yeah, so I know. Getting the most at least trying to get the most out of the bottom of the uh <laughs> pricing spectrum here. Oh, oh man. I'm really I'm on skates Wait. now because I was like I, I His snake so the last plans. Yeah. Wait, Evan, how much uh, how much left is, is your last guy? Like how much do you have to I have $6,600. $3,400. $6,800? Oh, that's bad. No, that's $66, yeah. I mean, there's some there's some good guys down here. Yeah. There's awesome. Guys. All right, now. Unless Matt's like, next one. Yeah, I was going to say, now I have to, I feel like I have to go with the $6,600. <laughs> oh, I, no, I remember, okay, actually, random thought. I I, fi- I remembered who the, who my last golfer was. It was List. Hmm. It was Luke List that you guys were vomiting at, and he ends up with a half decent performance. I thought it was chalk list though. He's chalk week for list uh, here. Like everyone's on him. Yeah. Yeah. That's not my pick this week though. I'll tell you that now. All right. Or is so, it? so that, Evan can, so that Evan can tilt uh, when, when this guy does well, cause it's his boy, I'm going to go Maverick McNeely. Cause this is so uh, Reed, we, yeah, we probably talked about Maverick McNeely uh, four literally four years ago, um, yeah. because Evan wow. liked the name, and it wasn't that I just liked the name. I had, had actual reason. Story that he was like a better amateur than Rom at one point, or whatever it was, and uh, and it's become it was like a it was like a meme for a while, but now like McNeely's actually been like kind of useful <laughs> like a lot, and it pisses me <laughs> off because I don't want Evan to be right ever. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go McNeely. We know that he can string birdies together. Um, for sure. We know that, uh, again, a a lot of, a lot of ups and downs, but I do think that he's like pretty firmly, uh, firmly in play this week. And so I got 7,500 left. I was going to kind of go off the reservation here, but I think. I think I'm just gonna go with Benny on. That's yeah. that's right at 7,500. Use the whole salary. Um, I I feel like this this team has uh, some some decent upside and some good cut equity, and I think he fits in with both of those. So I'm gonna go. Where'd he go? Like and Ben on too, man. Does it? It looks. I don't know if he has a new putter. I gotta again. I gotta go to the putter tracker. Maybe hit up Epat to see like what 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 we're getting at. I just I envision Epat like being one of those guys and like Happy Gilmore like had the. It's just I know he's getting Getty images, but like at one point he's gonna be the guy who just has all the pictures of all the golfers when they're testing the clubs, and everyone's gonna go to him like, what is like what's Rom doing? Which Scotty Scheffler? Which three will they see playing this week? Um. But yeah, I feel like Benyon had some like revitalization on the greens last yep. week. I know he still missed his fair share on what he does, but it, it wasn't as atrocious as he usually is. Yeah, and I mean he he hasn't lost he hasn't lost strokes on approach since August, and he played in a oh. decent chunk over the over the fall swing. Even when he was missing cuts uh, in the fall swing, it was just completely putter related. So if, if that swings back, we know like I, it's it's kind of the biggest uh, biggest joke in the industry. Like if you just had average putting, like we know that, but um, it's still true. <laughs> oh, imagine if everything was scrutinized meticulously on what we do. Like if he only had a comma right there, <laughs> like how much know, or a right? hyphen. 
how no, this sentence would stick. Oh, I thought you yeah. were talking about my my screen here. I was trying to do that before, and I don't know how to do it. Does anyone ever like? I see like all these these memes of of the decimal, like when like where the, like the button that decreases the decimals, the zeros oh, after no. decimal, like no you one don't gets get it right on the first time. time. Yeah, never. I never, never. do. I always have like five zeros after my. Yeah. Like, this is stupid. It's just saying like decrease. Like, give me the up and the down. That's what I want. But this makes more like analytical sense. Anyway. (laughs) All right, Ev. Let's finish up this squad here. Oh, yeah. So here's this is my actual vomit pick, but you know, my glowing endorsement Johnny Vegas. (laughs) We're going to roll with Johnny Vegas to, to close this one out. Um, I know it might not mean much for Tori. Excuse me. But the off the tee game has been really good here for him. Um, his, uh, we don't have any OHL data, but for Houston, I mean, he was gaining like four and a half strokes off the tee. Yeah. Um, and he, he definitely has birdie upside. So I don't, yeah, I he don't has, he has birdie upside. I mean, you're probably going to get killed with some of these bogeys. Um, at, with him, it's like you're just hoping he makes the cut. You know, has maybe a good Saturday, maybe a good Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, the top twenty-five would be a miracle, but like, you know, a thirtieth, excuse me, a thirtieth place, a thirtieth place finish like he had last year here, yeah. will kill you. No, that's for sure. You know, something was interesting too in this range that I thought you might have gone with Evan is Andy Ogletree. I almost said Alec Ogletree, the linebacker. Yeah, I was going to say Alec Ogletree. Yeah. Man, he, he, Alec, he's not built for this course. No. He's not. <laughs> uh, but Andy Ogletree, and like, I, I wasn't on him at all, and then Mayo mentioned him uh, earlier today. And, like, he's someone that has decent upside. I think he's one of these rising stars, right? Like, we see what he's done on, on the Corn Ferry Tour. He came – like, he's got like, – he missed the cut of the U.S. Open. He's got, you know, a few other missed cuts. But he finished 34th at the Masters as an amateur. And, you know, made the cut at Mayakoba, which is not the Masters, but finished 46th. Yeah. Like at $6,600, this guy's got a ton of upside. I He wasn't on my radar at all. And then Mail brought him up. I'm sure he's going to get the Mail bump in a lot of these GPPs and all these tournaments. So maybe a fade in that sense. But, like, he's someone that – uh I'm going to keep my eye on just because you see that the talent is there. And if he's coming 34th, the masters in his first stop, you know, his first chance there as an amateur, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I'm not playing it. I'm not playing it. <laughs> I don't All know. that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's someone you register. Keep, like, keep the, you know, keep your radar on him. I'll finish this up. Uh, and this is for, I was going to potentially do this as, you know, a namesake, like a, a homage to the, uh, to the pod here with, and play Matt Jones, but I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with JB Holmes. I'm going to do a, another. Uh, this is purely course history. Uh, this guy parachutes down into the farmers, does not play well anywhere else. And then he comes here, something happens. He gets into the same routine. I don't know if he eats well before pandemic, if he eats at the same restaurants um, or just, finds comfort here like jb holmes we know like, hits the ball a ton and when he gets a putter like he gains like 11 strokes putting like it's not like oh he gains a stroke putting like he goes like just ballistic with the putter when that happens and it usually happens at this course if it's not somewhere like a harbor town but yeah jb holmes i was going between him and john huh uh at seven thousand dollars but i just think with his length and his experience here I like that, and I like you know getting more guys on my team that have length as opposed to as opposed to not. Yeah, for sure. All right, so for for those of you that are listening to this and not watching along with the stream, Reed's team is John Rom, Ryan Palmer, Adam Scott, Francesco Molinari, Sepp Straka, and JB Holmes. Pretty solid. Evan has Rory, Xander, uh, Billy Horschel. Cam- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cameron Tringali, Wyndham Clark, and Johnny Vegas, which I think... Since I've hated your other teams and you've won, Evan, I don't know if it's a good sign that I actually like your team this week. <laughs> That's well, it's I a guess good we'll sign see. for us, Matt. It's I a guess, good sign for us, then. <laughs> I guess we'll see how that works out this week. Uh, and then I have uh, Sung Jaeim, Victor Hovland, Cameron Smith, Gary Woodland, Maverick McNeely, and Byung Hanan. So just from a, a 30,000 feet view of the, the guys that we've spoken about so far, you can obviously deduce that uh, we're, we're definitely thinking that at least some distance is going to be pretty important. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's uh, let's go make our way through a couple of our favorite bets here uh, before we hit one and done and get out of here. Uh uh, Reed, you you've mentioned a couple of guys that mm-hmm. you have outrights on already. Um, yep. Any any other guys that you think uh, are are showing some value this week in in that market? Yeah, so like Gary Woodland right now at seventy, I think on the DK Sportsbook he he opened at eighty and now he's 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 come down to seventy, which I still think is a solid number. You take a look at that right too, and and at some point, if if we're looking at his U.S. Open odds at the same, you know, at the same number, this is a much easier field. It's going to be a much easier course. Yeah. So I think he's someone that you definitely got to take a look at. Francesco Molinari there at eight thousand as well. Maybe more of the the derivatives like the top five, top tens, maybe head to heads with those guys more specifically. But you look at the guys who have won this tournament, like outside of Stallings, who. You know, maybe was you know hitting the ball far for another reason. Like he's <laughs> like right. Uh, all the other guys, Day, Rom, Snedeker, they've either all come in being one of the top golfers in the world, top fifteen, or they've all finished playing at the Tour Championship that year. I think Jason Day in two thousand eighteen was the only guy outside of Stallings that didn't play in the Tour Championship the year they won here. And like, of course, you win a golf tournament. You pretty much have a you have a decent chance of making it if you just complete like if you don't explode like Mark Leishman still made the Tour Championship this year uh, after he was like horrendous through the after after the um, after the shutdown so like uh, it's taking the guys up top like an Adam Scott um, for me Matt Wolf and some of these other players who I think are are either coming in with form or have historically played well. Is someone is is a place I'm looking at, and Brooks Kepka right now he's at 3650. Talk about numbers that we're not going to see very often. That's one of them. Like just based on win equity, and just based on a value at a number, like you're not going to go to Data Golf and see like his him being positive EV just because he's been he's not been playing well at all. But 3650, I'm very interested on clicking on on Brooks and just being like, you know what. If I lose with Brooks at 3650, whatever. Like it's a solid number. I might not see it again. But if he wins at 3650, I'm gonna be shooting myself because he's not gonna be at that number for the next year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um the the other thing that's interesting about this week and <clears throat> most of these weeks where uh, you know, there's a there's a, a handful of big names at the top. 
Yeah. Realistically, the top five guys are soaking up like close to 40% of the implied win odds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that does open up a, a decent amount of value, um, you know, in the, in the thirties through like, you know, maybe say like the 70 to 80 range. Once you get past there, you're probably mostly just taking dart throws. Um, yeah. but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely more concentrated this week than say last week where, um, you know, you probably had to go through nine or 10 guys to get to 40% win equity for the week. So, um, as far as some of the, uh, some of the, the lower quote unquote lower markets, right. That you got your top fives, tens and twenties. Um, Evan, do you have any, any that you're, uh, any outrights that you're finding or anything else that you're looking at uh, for these finished position bets? Any guys that are undervalued? I kind of like Patrick Rogers, mm-hmm. his top five odds. Uh, what are we getting him at? Right, yeah, we're getting him at what, four hundred to one. Yeah, and his outright. Yeah. Um, he's top five is forty to one, right now. That's oh four. He's I say four. <laughs> I had, I, had a break. I was like to one. say four hundred to one. I was like, the hell am I doing? I'm on. Yeah. He's no, a guy to, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now 40 to one. I mean, he's been playing well lately, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not against that. Right. Other than and that, I don't. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, outside, like we've pretty much talked about all the people that I would think would have value in the betting market. Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't have any extra takes in terms of like outrights. Um, cause I mean, I think we've already covered those bases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the, in the, uh, the bet, the prop, uh, slack that I, you know, I, I do some matchups and stuff for them. Um, the, I mostly, you know, focus on, on top twenties and or head to heads. The top twenties that I, that I threw out there this week are Tringali. So there you go. F. Uh, Bramlett is 2,500 to one. Are plus twenty five hundred for a top twenty at bet three sixty five, and he's like, I for, I forget what he was at at other places, but it was like it was supremely off. I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, he's at, he's like plus eighteen hundred at a lot of books, and he's plus twenty five hundred at bet three sixty five. Like a discrepancy like yeah. that is just sort of like an auto bet, no matter what you think of of the guy. And I showed my my sim showed value on him. At plus eighteen hundred, so I'm um, I'm perfectly happy uh, scooping <laughs> scooping up plus twenty five hundred when I get the chance. Um, I also did a uh, top twenty and a top ten on Finau. Uh, DK had the best price for Finau's top twenty at plus odds. There, there were the, uh, DK was the only book that I saw that had plus odds for a top twenty on Finau. So I thought that that was uh, that was worth taking a shot at. So. Um, Let's uh, let's take a look at a couple of these these head to heads that I find a little bit interesting. So a couple of guys that we didn't that we didn't talk about, um, but I think maybe deserve some conversation at Bet three sixty five right now. It's minus one eleven on both sides. You have Cam Davis and Bubba Watson. Um, any uh, any lean any lean there, Reed? That's sort of that's current form uh, versus course history, right? That's a microcosm <laughs> of like the 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 battle, the the ongoing battle that the industry has with course history and current form. And look, Bubba, by all measures, is amazing here. Right? Like this is one of those courses that he just he, he finds comfort on on this course. Like he's won here. He's Tita Green. He's like first in Tita Green at this course on the South Course. Um, cause that's the only one that, that measures that has shot length, but Cam Davis, probably, a, probably not from a DraftKings perspective. Like I wouldn't be playing Cam Davis cause I think everyone's flocking towards, towards them, but from a head to head standpoint, talk about, and we talked about it when Evan was, was, uh, picking his team out, right? Like with, with Cameron Tringali, uh, I would say Davis has a little bit more skill from a talent perspective than Tringali, but guy hits it a ton and makes a ton of birdies. Yeah. Um, Bubba, 
Like what kind of what what bubble are we gonna get? Like we don't know yet. We have no idea what, what bubble is gonna show up. I'd probably lean towards Bubba just because uh, he's just been amazing here. And that, that'd be tough to fade, but I wouldn't be mad if someone won the other side. Yeah, I the looking at the head-to-heads that are being offered uh against Bubba right now is is super interesting. You have Cam Davis, you have Siwoo, you have Ustazen, you have Sung Jay, Kokrak, and Wolf. <laughs> So if you feel like you want to fade Bubba, uh, there are definitely <laughs> some opportunities with some with some pretty talented golfers there uh, that you could, like the, that you could go do that. It's like the John Snow meme where he's like the Battle yeah. of the Bastards. Like he's just taking on all of these guys, you yeah, know, exactly. with his holographic putter, that multicolored putter he's got. <laughs> um, let's see if there's anybody else. Oh, here's a good one. What about? Uh, and I, I think that I lean, um, despite, despite the recent form from Davis, I definitely lean Bubba long term, longer term. I have him rated higher than, than Davis, um, despite the recent form, but how about Scheffler and Zalatoris? That's an interesting one that they have, uh, Scheffler as, uh, minus 112 and Zalatoris is minus 116. That's an interesting one. That's pretty tight. I have a I I would show a little bit of value on Scheffler just because I I know more and there's less there's less uncertainty about my score uh, for Scheffler than there is about Zalatoris just because of yeah you know, obvious data reasons. Um, but yeah. I don't know if I would feel comfortable just following the number on that. Why? Well, I, I don't know how you feel, Evan, on this, but like I feel like Zalatoris is underpriced. Right yeah. in the betting market and these head-to-heads and DraftKings, like this guy has been a, a machine, and he doesn't have his PGA Tour card, and he's coming out here and he's performing. And a lot of guys that I follow and trust in the industry, like Sky, who does all the stuff over, you know, at, yeah, at TN, yeah, yeah, it, and like if you know guys that you trust love this guy, I'm, you know, I'm not just gonna blindly be like, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, well, maybe in some like Ben Cooley, like if Ben's touting someone, I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely got to look at that guy. Um, but well, he's shown up yeah. when he's gotten the opportunities. Yeah. It's like, it's like we have, we have examples of him doing well right. on the tour. So it's like, I don't see why you don't take a shot on, on him, you, you know, whether it be DFS or the betting market. Right. And that's the thing, right? He is like, do we have faith that, like he's another one. If he does well here, like we're not, we're rarely going to see him at this price, right? Yeah. In the low to see the low eights right now. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah eighty one hundred dollars. I mean, Zalatoris, like, some parts in some or some tournaments last year, he was at like ten thousand dollars. And granted, it's a different field, um, but the fact that he was up there at that early of a stage in his PGA Tour, I wouldn't say career yet, but you know his tenure, uh, his appearances. Oh, 8100 bucks. Yeah. I'll probably lean Zalatoris in, in that one. Scotty, Scotty's got a new three wood. According to EPAT, Scotty's got a new three wood. So <laughs> I'm worried about that. He's parted ways. He's like oh, 10 years or 15 years at this three wood and it's out. Get out of here. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, uh, that'll, that'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> just to, just to see how he, you know, this is, yeah, I'm trying to think of like his his biggest field, you know, with like the most stars that that he's played in. Um, this has to be pretty close to that, I would imagine. Um, he's on on DraftKings. They have him minus one eighty five to make the cut right now. Um, compared, well, the to, U.S. Open right back the back. Yeah, I was gonna say the U.S. Open would be a pretty well, packed yeah, field. Yeah, but as far as like you know, he was there as not like. He was there as like an amateur, like not like right. this is this is the big like you got to put on your big boy pants and earn your paycheck now. Like there and you're yeah. looking at, you know, Rom and, and Rory at the top of the field. Um, Scheffler is minus 250 to make the cut here. So I I think it's it's reasonably close. I Like I said, yeah. I have I have less um, like when I run when I run the simulator because of the rounds that. Uh, I have in my database for Zalatoris, like it's just all like it's either like top twelve or miscut. Like there's no, there's just so much, there's just so much uncertainty. But when it when it hits the right way, um, he's yeah. he's just insanely talented. So 
Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Um, all right, let's. Uh, are, I'm assuming that you are in the uh, the Mayo one and done there, Reed. I am, and I wish there was a cash out feature because right now I'm like in two hundredth place, <laughs> which doesn't sound like a you know a good place to be in in most cases. But but hey, uh, I I missed out with Morikawa at Wiley, and I had Cantlay last week, so. I've been close. I've been close, but no cigar yet. But yeah, I'm doing half decent. So hopefully, I, I keep that alive and don't get a an MC anytime soon. Yeah, I uh, I already did last week, so I don't know things are going well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had Scheffler last week, so that was good. <sighs> so burned a lot of people last week. I last have week. some ground to make up on top of the fact that I think I don't even remember who I picked at the Sony, but I, I have like 15, like $15,000 right now. And I think first place probably has like millions. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. Do you, uh, do you have either a couple guys that you're thinking about or, or your pick locked yeah. in yet? What do you got? Yeah. So the guys I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm trying to stay at the top of the betting board for the most part. Right. And one duns. Uh, I think that's, you know, a, a common strategy that a lot of us are looking at. But maybe this tournament, right? We have, I mean, Brooks, like we mentioned, is at 3650 on DK Sportsbook. He's not one of the top. You'd have to kind of, you know, be a little bit, you're a little bit weary of that. I'd say the farthest that I would want to go down right now, if I'm just taking it from a betting board perspective, is probably Adam Scott, Bubba Watson, like right there, that 50 to one and, and lower is probably where I'm going to stay. And so Adam Scott is definitely someone I'm taking a look at. Um, Matt Wolf again, someone that I that I like that I talked about earlier from a betting perspective. And if you wanted to make up ground, like you're mentioning, like you got a couple of missed cuts out there, Hideki, right? Like Hideki Matsuyama, twenty five to one right now. He's someone that every week he and, and also Patrick Reed too, but for for two different reasons, right? Hideki is is constantly someone that people you know stay away from because of of his putting woes. But boy, does he set up fantastically for this course. Firestone is another, like Bridgestone, right? The the Firestone CC is another corollary. Hideki has, you know, done well there, obviously. Um, he's someone that if you need to make up ground that I wouldn't be uh, worried about. Well, I'd be worried about playing, but he's someone that I'd be considering. And Patrick Reed, no one's going to be playing Patrick Reed. And like on DraftKings, like in one and Duns, yeah, he can win anywhere. He's been wildly inconsistent, but he can win anywhere. He's proven that already. Yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going Hideki. Uh like you said, I I don't think a ton uh a ton of people are going to be on him this week and realistically, like as we start getting into you know the the players, the Arnold Palmer with like really loaded field, like this is this is a solid field at the top, but um it's still a field that I feel like even, you know, uh, uh an 85% Decky could could still do pretty well here. Um, he, yeah. I, I wrote him up in, in my article this week, actually he, for his career, <clears throat> he's been about 1.2 strokes better per round than the average golfer. And he's around 0.8 right now. So you figure right. either he's lost it and he's going to just be like bad from now on, or, <laughs> or he's going to regress back to that. And my money is on him regressing back to sort of his career average. Like, He's not a thousand years old. Like he's not <laughs> like yeah. there's there's no reason to think he's just like completely fallen apart. Um, so yeah, I think I think Decky has um, a good bit of upside considering. Uh, yeah, you know, relative to his ownership and a one and done kind of deal. Figure out too, like, do you think WGCs is good or bad for Decky or like no cut events? Like you would think no cut events, you can lock in Decky four rounds, get a paycheck. Yeah, but we, last time we saw him at a no cut event, he was dog. You know, like he was complete garbage. Yeah, right at at Kapalua, like the putter was gone. Um, so like that's something where like you're you're not saving guys yet. Like that's not something that I a strategy that I don't think you should do yet. But there's definitely right like API and some of these called the Florida Swing. Like that's where like the Terrell Hattons, the Sunjays, the Burgers come out. Yeah. Um, Hideki, probably not, right? You're probably not going to be playing Hideki outside of these, like, this, like, first half of the season, I would think. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ev, what's your, uh, what's your random, what's your random one and done? Evan didn't join the, the one and done. He waited too long. So yeah, he, he's been giving us, uh, some gems in the, for... in the spirit of being a, an authentic college student, my procrastination <laughs> bit me in the ass once again. Uh, but Bubba Watson, I mean, it's hard. Yep. It's hard to disagree with him as a one and done pick. I mean, if you're going to use him, it's it's going to be where the course history is strongest, at the yep. course where course history would matter most, if at all. Right. So there you go. Yeah, you heard it here first, guys. Bubba Watson winning the tournament. <laughs> we wouldn't be surprised though. Like I wouldn't be surprised would be, at all. I know. I'll be annoyed though because I can't. I'll be annoyed because I won't bet him. Yeah, like <laughs> he's at fifty to one right now in most books, and guys just been lights out this tournament. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing there. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's a lot to, uh, a lot to digest. Hopefully, uh, if you are listening to this or you were following along on the stream, uh, hopefully we provided some, some good info here. Uh, Make sure I'll I'll tweet it out during the tournament. But make sure you follow along for uh, our three man here that we just drafted, and make sure you hop in the listener league. The link will be in the description for the show on iTunes, um, and I think we have about fifteen spots left. So make sure you hop in there. Uh, Reed, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Definitely, uh, definitely gonna have to get you on again uh, at some point this season for sure. Perfect. Thanks for having me, guys. And yeah, this is this is I like this this format uh let's hope it, it gets to the masses which we uh it already is so keep on say, snake, in the yeah. lobby yeah <laughs> keep on doing snake traps this is a cool format and i like how it's different than the other stuff right everyone talks about course like the like the course that the plays in each salary range so i like this it was really fun appreciate it yeah it's it's definitely uh definitely something a little different and it takes some some strategizing but it's good um, and make sure, El, Evan, of course, thank you again for joining me as always, sir. Um, oh, of course. We have, uh, we have the Waste Management next week, and Axis from FTN is going to be joining us. So nice. make sure uh, you tune in again next Tuesday, and we will talk soon. See you.